you refer to the breast as your sisters. And where did mm-hmm. you come up with that? That's fun. I actually had a friend who had breast cancer and instead of hating it and she kind of embraced it. And so she said, you know, whatever happens, you're not going to take my sister away. And so I, I still remember that this is like 15 years ago. And so, you know, she kind of framed it like this. These were my sisters. They were my best friends. They, and, you know, they're going to take that away from me. Let's, you know, I'm just going to let you part nicely and leave my sisters alone. So she always used to refer to that. And that's when my name came from. Girl, you've got questions. Questions about your body and how to feel good in it, about your hormones and how to keep them in check. Questions about your sex life and your whole health. Can you imagine having a best girlfriend who was also a triple board certified OBGYN? A girlfriend doctor you could call and ask or tell her anything. Someone who could show you how to live any stage of life before, during, or after menopause in a big, bold, and beautiful way. Well, friends, I'm your girlfriend doctor. I believe you were meant to flourish and shine, to embrace life and awaken to all its possibilities. Let's get there together. Welcome to our show. everyone. I am here with Magdalena Wyslocki, who is one of my dearest friends. I've known her for several years in the health space, and it's great to have you here, Magdalena. Thank you. It's always good to see you and hang out with you, even if it's a virtual setup here. I know, I know, I know versus um, when you were last visiting me here, and I was able to take you to the rodeo. And... It, we, we had so much fun. I introduced you to my radio life, the horse trailer. Yeah. And yeah. I want to welcome everyone on. Yeah. I want to yeah. welcome everyone on and you guys can ask questions. Well, today we're going to be talking about something that's so important to every woman and that is breast health. We're going to talk about fibrocystic breast, breast health. And first, Magdalena, I would love for you to share your story and a little bit about your background and what got you so interested and passionate about this field of health. So, you know, as you know, I dedicated my life to helping women balance hormones naturally. Uh, definitely breast health is falls under the category. A lot of times we don't realize that breast health can be due to hormonal changes. You know, I've struggled with Hashimoto's disease like diagnosed in 2008, and then had a whole series of different hormonal imbalances, as far as I remember. And so it was a pivotal moment in my life, like realizing that there's actually a lot of things I could do to change my hormones. I will admit that breast health was not one of those things. I remember finding my first breast lump, like probably when I was 27, 28. And I still remember we were driving in a car with my dad's son boyfriend, and I was just like holding my hands like that. And and I suddenly found the lamp. It was only on one breast. And, you know, Dr. Google wasn't really a default search at that mm-hmm. point. And so we were just more of talking to friends about it. Everybody's telling you that if it's one lamp, it's bad news, you know, because it's much my chances of breast cancer. And so, you know, and so with that came, I, I still remember the emotional roller coaster that put me on. Because the minute you find a lump, right, on your breast, it's like the whole thing. First of all, you go, oh, why is this happening, right? So like this whole confusion. And and then you go, then you go and do your research. And then you're convinced that it could be breast cancer, right? So there's this horrendous fear around it. And then you have to figure out, you know, I think with that, for me, it was just like a lot of emotional stuff of going, oh, is it because I smoke too much and I drink too much in college, right? And... Or is it that there's just so many good things happening? I got an imposter syndrome, like a lot of women probably. And so I go, maybe it's all these amazing things are happening in my life. And it's like a life's punishment, you know, for not, uh, for just like too many things that good happen, things are happening. Like something has to smack me, right? And bring me to reality. And then when you, you know, when you find that lump, then diagnostics become an issue, right? Like, how do you get it diagnosed? Do I get a mammogram? Do I do a thermogram? Do I do an ultrasound? What is going to be the most accurate one? And, you know, and so I, I will never forget that emotional roller coaster that finding a lump has put me on. And so when I started doing this work, I wish I could say the breast, you know, breast health was the first one. It wasn't, it was actually my skinny shoes, having adult acne, 
is what was, has caused me to actually look into nutrition and using food as medicine. So it was a lot more, I would say, it was a lot more um, vanity decision, right, to look into nutrition uh, because I, I had cystic acne. But as I was then, then as I embarked on an anti-inflammatory diet, an elimination diet, figured out what other foods that were causing a lot of inflammation. In my case, it was gluten, dairy, eggs, and cut those the out. Common then, ones, right? They're very so common. common. Very common. Um, that's when I realized, like, hey, you know, my period is actually better. And not only did my zits completely disappear, my cystic acne, adult cystic acne, but my periods got better. And then, you know, the breasts lumps uh, went away as well. And so a lot of things just started improving pretty quickly. Uh, so today, you know, as, as I entered this world um, of supplementation and herbalism, and I am a certified nutritionist and uh, herbalist, you know, then it's just this became really my mission of like, I don't want women to go through what I had to go through these 20 years ago, uh, when I give them tools and options, you know, of what we can do in order to help ourselves. And there's so many things we can do regarding and our breasts are actually really telling us that something is off, right? And, and there's just so much that we can do to help ourselves and change that. And I think that's such an important statement, because our breasts, I learned this from not from med school or residency, but from traveling and listening to indigenous healers around the world, our breasts hold the energy of relationships. So they you know, there's something to that when there's something going on with our breasts, whether it's a cyst or lump, and there are many breast conditions, I listed some of them here, breast pain, mastitis, lumps, swelling, nipple discharge, skin changes, inflammatory breast cancer and different breast cancers, breast cyst, fibrocystic breast and breast asymmetry are some of the most common. There are so many other things, but these are some areas, and certainly as a gynecologist in practice, part of our exam is to examine the breast, feel for temperature changes, feel for lumps, feel under the axilla. And then as, as I learned, as I you know really started to understand functional medicine and really work to decrease inflammation, balance hormones, and address the adrenals, like the breast improved as well, right? We, the yeah. breast responded to the biggest one is also, also targeting those relationships, those relationship energy energies and those, the energy of relationship and love and connection or disconnect or whatever it may be, betrayal, et cetera. Like what energy are we holding anywhere in our body? So I want you to share, you've created a presentation for us today. So if you're listening to this, I'd love you to come over to our YouTube channel at the girlfriend doctor. And you'll be able to watch this video and Magdalena will be sharing her slides. So I'm excited for you to go ahead and teach, you know, and share about, about this and share about, oops, did I, you're going to have to reach. No, it's slides. me. It's me. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. It's back on. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. And you can, we're going to talk about, well, first of all, you also created a product and we're going to share this with you. It's called Happy Sisters. And so you, you refer to the breast as your sisters and where mm -hmm. did you come up with that? That's fine. I actually had a friend who had breast cancer and instead of hating it and um, she kind of embraced it. And so she said, you know, whatever happens, you're not going to take my sister away. And so I, I still remember that this is like 15 years ago. Um, and so, you know, she kind of framed it like this. These were my sisters. They were my best friends. They, and, you know, going to take that away from me. Let's, let's, you know, I'm just going to let you part nicely and leave my sisters alone. So she always used to refer to that. And that's when the name came from. I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So, and I, I think it's good. And that's a real positive way of looking at it. So, and you, you drew some caricatures here of different breasts and, you know, different looks, different sizes, different shapes, you know, sur yeah. surgical removal. I think that's really awesome too. I think it's like yeah. the, the, the work that I love with the vulva and why I love the plant, the orchid, is that like, like every orchid flower, I mean, it really is anatomically analogous to the vulva, you know, so you've got, in, you know, labia minora, labia majora, the little clitoral bulb and all of these things on the orchid as well. Very similar. Yeah. And so, huh. but each one is different and unique and each one is beautiful. So thinking yeah. about this with our breast as well, different sizes, different shapes, different looks and beautiful. So I'd yeah. love for you to share, Thank you. share this journey. And then the 
the reason too, I mean, the herbals that you created to help with, you know, combine to help with breast issues. Yeah. So let's talk about that, you know, and the way I've created the presentation is to really give you empower our listeners of what are some of the herbs that you can do uh, to help yourself. So really what, what I want to talk about today is, you know, so what are some of the basic causes of inflammatory um, inflammation in your breast? So like causing fibrocystic breast and benign lump growth, three topical herbs and oils that you can incorporate tomorrow to help yourself. If you guys like, we can do, I can do a demo on the lymphatic breast massage, do a demonstration. Mm-hmm. Then we can talk about the five different herbs that can relieve pain. And then talking about a couple of uh, three different compounds to support breast health. So, so let's dive in. You know, it's just one slide that really talks about the causes. So just so that you know, hormonal obviously changes is a huge thing and something called estrogen dominance is a leading reason for, uh, for changes in the breast when it comes to developing for persistent breast, whether it's cyst- uh, cyclical or non-cyclical, uh, but also insulin resistance. Insulin resistance, just because insulin resistance can cause high DHA and high testosterone levels and testosterone that gets converted to too much estrogen in the body. And hence, it kind of goes back to that estrogen dominance. So that could be one uh, reason. The second is inflammation. So generally, when you, you know, you have, there's a lot of, um, your diet is not the best. You kind of know, I think a lot of women intuitively know they could do better with their diet, highly inflammatory diet. You're eating a lot of inflammatory foods, you know, and a lot of sugar, alcohol, coffee, stress, prescription drugs, and lack of sleep can all contribute. So let me give you an example. For instance, right, that's um, all just today for me. Okay. (laughs) Really? Okay, no, no, no alcohol. (laughs) Uh, So, you know, whenever, and for context, like if, for instance, when I, you know, I take care of myself pretty well, and there's occasionally I travel and I take some liberties. And so, for instance, if I go to Italy or Portugal or Spain and my diet changes, it might be a lot more gluten that creeps into my diet, which I, in the U.S. I never touch it. There's definitely more alcohol. There's more coffee because there's, you know, friends and there's more potting and, and late nights and stuff like that. I tend to develop a persistent breast pretty quickly. And so we're going to talk about like a little bit about a comp gene um, and some of the herbs that can really help with that. But if you are slow, somebody told you that you are a slow estrogen metabolizer, you tend to have, you know, by looking at symptoms, you have experienced things like PMS and you've always had difficult periods and heavy periods or irregular periods. Uh, this is some of the things that kind of tell you uh, you have a history of fibroids, you know, infertility or miscarriages. This is the, some of the simple symptoms that it could be due to estrogen dominance and inflammation could play a big role here. So, and then the third one is lymphatic stagnation. So lack of touch of the breast movement. And unfortunately, wearing a lot of wired breasts, especially when you have larger breasts, it does cause uh, some blockage on the lymphatic system and the breasts are highly uh, lymphatized. So So that's something that we need to remember and the massage that I'm going to show is going to address that. So I want to show you three topical herbs and oils that can relieve pain and swelling and benign lumps pretty quickly. And so, you know, Dr. Anna mentioned Happy Sisters, and I'll show you the link where you can consider looking into the product, but I just don't want you to feel like, you know, you can't help yourself in any other way. So the first one, and some of you here who are, maybe you're from the South and you garden and you might have seen this weedy plant plant before and that's called poke so poke is this is like when it's already in fruit it's a beautiful plant it's got beautiful big leaves and so the medicinal value of it comes from the root itself and taking the poke root and infusing into an uh, into an oil can relieve painful breasts pretty quickly phytolaca americana is the name of the of the root of the plant um, it's a native american herb and the, the real power of it is got is it's a very strong lymphatic mover for clearing lump swellings and tissue and congestion. It's been used as a standard topical treatment for painful swollen breasts as well as tr- by traditional midwives. And so that's, you know, it's interesting plant because if you go to PubMed, there is not much research that has been done on it. But at the same time, we want to honor the traditions of midwives and, and herbalists who have been using this for you know, for centuries. Poke root is also, has got a big affinity basically for women's reproductive organs. So breast is one has been traditionally used for nostalgia, for mastitis, uh, but also, you know, for those of you who are struggling with a lot of PMS and a lot of uterine pain, 
if you can find a pokeroid infused oil and just put it on your uterus, it has an incredible efficacy for that as well. So it contains complex array of constituents that promotes a, a very healthy inflammatory uh, response. So, you know, so where do you get this? So just to make this super practical, there is not many commercial products that are using this. I mean, one thing you could do is find a local herbal uh, store that potentially infuses pokeroid into an oil. The most potent pokeroid is when it's collected in fall and then uh, infused into an oil. Another herb, and you might have seen this herb many times before, and you probably, every one of you has walked by it many times, not paying any attention to it. It's very weedy. It grows on the side of the roads and many, not even, you don't find it even in meadows as such. You find it more of like, you know, uh, sides of roads. And that's St. John's wort. And so it's an incredible plant. Some of you may know St. John's wort as the, as the antidepressant, and that's when it's taken internally and has got a lot of contraindications of like, don't use it with SSRIs and a lot of other uh, prescription medications. However, when you apply it topically, it does not have it does not have any contraindications. So promotes healthy inflammatory responses. And you know, one of the things that you can think about, like why is it called a antidepressant? And now we know is that it does have an incredible anti-inflammatory effect on the brain itself. But like with a lot of different like with different herbs, the anti-inflammatory response does not have to just be applicable to one organ. It can also be applied to many other ones. And what we have found through research is that St. John's wort has got a special affinity for breast tissue. It's got a beautiful warming, soothing effect and a very attractive aroma. Uh, in fact, when you infuse St. John's wort, the fresh flowers, the yellow flowers that go in, the oil then becomes very rich and red. It's pretty spectacular in uh, color that it becomes. Topical application helps to relieve premenstrual breast discomfort, but it also can be applied again on the uterus to relieve uh, PMS pain. Uh, topical bypasses, like I said, potential herb and uh, so, drug interactions. So you mean to apply it to the to the lower abdomen or apply it to the vulvar area? Versus yeah, not vulva. You apply it to the uterus. So if you have PMS, for example, you can apply it to the uterus. If you so have, do you mean just abdominally, like on the lower abdominal, abdomen? Yeah. You can't get sorry, to the uterus. Abdominal. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So over the yeah over the skin. So abdominal. Yeah. Lower abdomen. That's what happens when you talk to an OBGYN. I know you're talking all <laughs> these things. Specific. I just want to show. I want to um, give a quick uh, visual because. Um, you know, just to explain when we're talking about breast and uterus and the different changes, let me, let's go here a second. And so, you know, we're looking at the uterus and the ovaries, right? The uterus and the ovaries, but within the pelvis. So the uterus is sitting above the bladder and try to do this backwards. The uterus is sitting above the bladder and it is usually leans above the bladder and that's an antiverted uterus versus back against the rectum. And that's a retroverted uterus. So you can see sometimes with people's periods, you have more bladder pain or you have more rectal pain and issues. So that can tell you a little bit about the position. So just above the pubic bone, and you've got all this lymphatic tissue here. So applying, applying the cream topically, taking internal support, but also externally applying topically, that's why it makes a difference. And for some people, it may be where they have lower abdominal pain and that's where they're putting their heating pad or their warmer versus back pain. And that, again, could sometimes indicate the position of, of the uterus, too. So, yeah, very cool. Super. And I didn't realize St. John's Ward because I've only known it for its antidepressant and mood elevating mm -hmm. properties. I didn't realize that it was really good for menstrual cramp and fibrocystic breast and yeah. And, you know, one of the things that we did was when we were working on our formula, we took every one of these ingredients for the topical separately and applied it just to see what kind of results it had. And everybody had, and we also worked with a formulator who had two weeks out of a month, had incredibly engorged breasts. So she was the perfect candidate to work on this formula because it became very personal for her. She couldn't even put on a brow during this time because it would be so incredibly painful for her. So we were testing every one of these herbs, you know, first starting off with pokerut that I talked about, then St. John's wort, and then we come to the third oil. And every one of them has incredible efficacy. So 
You can use one or two of them. You can use them in combination. We Happy Sisters, the formula has been obviously using all of them in combination for that very reason. In herbalism, we call it one plus one equals five, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. sometimes herbs support each other and they work synergistically. But if for whatever reason, say if you're overseas or you would rather try one thing at a time, you can still do that and get uh, results. So the third oil I want to talk about is borage seed cold pressed featuring GLA. GLA stands for gamma linoleic acid, reduces swelling and tenderness. So many of you here, so it, this, this is an oil that comes from borage seed. It's particularly rich in, in, um, in GLA. Uh, many of you might have heard of evening primrose oil. Mm-hmm. And so like even tradi- most traditionally trained OBGYNs will tell you, oh, if you've got PMS, take evening primrose oil, right? And the reason why I say borage seed oil is because through research, we have found that borage seed oil actually contains 3.2 times more gamma linoleic acid, which is, this is that, that just a truly anti-inflammatory uh, compound in it um, as compared to evening primrose oil. So this is a reason why, but you can also use evening primrose oil. And, so and I'll tell you in a second, black currant oh, yeah, as well, correct. Black currant oil, yeah. Seed as well, mm-hmm. Supports healthy inflammatory responses, internal, uh, can be used internally as well as topically, uh, reduces a lot of local tenderness and swelling. So depending on the person, you know, when we worked on this with a group of six women, we were testing the different oils. Most people felt like the borage seed oil gave them the biggest reduction in swelling pretty quickly within 20 minutes. Like there was like this, as your breast was saying, Oh, thank goodness. You know, it's like finally, right? So the one thing you can do is if, if you have GLA at a home in whatever form, you can just literally take the soft gel, puncture it with a knife or a scissors, get the oil, squeeze the oil out and apply it to your breast. It's really as simple and practical as that. And if you take it internally, and I'm going to talk about that as well, uh, it produces, again, the one plus one equals five kind of a result. So apply it topically and internally, you get amazing result. It's very, it's very quick and, and really super fast to absorb. So it's not like, unlike castor oil, it's not going to sit on your boobs for a really long time. And you go like, oh, that's really tacky. What do I do with this? So you, if you like to consider, you know, this is, so this is the happy sister screen. This is what it looks like. It's got this beautiful light pinkish color and uh, which is all natural. We don't use any I mean, if you guys don't know me, I, you know, we never make any supplements or products that contain any phthalates, any BPAs, petroleum, mineral oils, nothing like that. So it's a really super nice and clean product. And if you want to check it out, go to dranna.com slash happy sisters. So you can take a look at, there's a couple of other ingredients that we have in yeah. Yeah. I do want to just mention, because I've known Magdalena for a long time and she continues to study and educate plus her, you know, eating for hormone balance or cookbook for hormone balance that she created. And then her book on estrogen dominance, everything is done with so much care, so much care and just deep research and explanation. Like I think of the diagrams that you put in and the plants that you put in place. And I've known you through your herbalism degree. So I was like, okay, let me see what you're coming up with. But number one, I can trust it. That's the biggest thing. And I think like my level of standard, I have a high level of standard for my products. I have a high level standard for what I bring into the lives of my family and what I recommend to every one of my listeners. And I think that's, you know, that's key. But I also know because I've created products and skincare that some of the ingredients that we like with herbs don't smell good and they don't feel good to use and you've got to make them smell Mm -hmm. good. And you did a good job with that. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we, so there is a bit of a scent to it. It's not strong, but it's there. So just FYI, um, are we using things like essential oils, rose geranium, ylang ylang, and I think bergamot is the, uh, are the essential oils. So the cream also contains castor oil. Castor oil is going to help to bring uh, the oils deeper into the tissue. We also put in nigella sativa, which is black cumin oil in it. I know, uh, Dr. Anna, you are, you are from, you have Middle Eastern roots. And so, you know, as they say in the Arab world, Nigella sativa or black human oil will cure everything but death. And so, <laughs> including there's research that shows uh, affinity of Nigella sativa towards l- lowering inflammation in the breast. And we also use ginger essential oil 
to warm up the breast so that, you know, whenever you warm a tissue, that's when you get deeper penetration. So as a result of that, the cream absorbs really quickly. You know, one of the objectives, the goals of formulating it was to, for women to put it on and like literally put it on first thing in the morning, uh, whether you massage your breast or not, it doesn't really matter, put on the cream. And then within the next uh, less than five minutes, you can put on your bra and it's never, it's never going to, you know, stain your bra in any way or stain your clothing. So, and it, and it does deliver, it does absorb really quickly. And I would say when you talk about warming, what that means is you're bringing blood flow, you're simulating blood flow, yeah. which then increases the absorption of the ingredients. Exactly. Exactly. And also when you warm, so when you think about it, like, you know, when you, when your body's warm, you can, you can stretch more, right? I mean, that's the whole thing about warming up before exercise. And so with a tissue, it's also when we're warming up that way, the as absorption is one, but it's also distribution of the cream within the tissue happens a lot easier. So should we do, do you guys want to learn how to do the lymphatic breast massage? Yeah, Dr. we Anna? definitely should. We definitely should. I'm talking, but you can hear me. So um, <laughs> I disappeared myself. So yeah, definitely, you know, type in the chat. Say, yes, I want to learn the lymphatic breast massage. This is really important. I think that in, you know, in my practice too, teaching, first of all, teaching breast exam and then taught breast dry brushing, which is part of the sequence, the directional approach to doing a lymphatic breast massage. And and the reason that we want to understand which directions, because we want to feed the lymph chains and we want to improve that circulation and that flow, that lymphatic flow, because it's a huge part of detox, decreasing congestion, increasing good blood flow. And then you don't have stagnation and toxicity. So yeah. it's really important. Yes. Teach, teach away, Magdalena. So what we're going to do is, anyway, it's really simple and you can do this. You can do the massage. We're going to follow the instructions and I'll just show you in a second how we're going to do this. We're going to follow the instructions that you see in front of you. Uh, you can do this in the shower. You can do that with a cream. You can do it if you just bought one oil or you just punctured the GLA capsule and squeeze the oil out from your prim evening primrose oil or whatever oil. You can do all of that using this massage. The point is that you don't want to be doing it without any substance so that, you, for example, if you're doing it in a shower, use a nice clean soap, uh, liquid soap. And if you're doing that, so you basically don't do it on a dry skin. That's the, that's the whole message here. So let's massage your, your, our left breast. Lift up your hand, your left hand. If you are having problems with your shoulder, then just lift it as far as you can. If it's just up to here, that's perfectly fine too. If you can go all the way, then... Just put your hand behind, uh, hand behind your head. And what we're going to be doing is first, maybe let's just uh, agree that the exit point is like what you see in the diagram is the kind of like the clavicle up here, right? That's what you want to be moving the lymphatic mass, uh, uh, your lymph nodes into towards so the whole lymphatic passages are going to move in that, that direction. So start of the whole massage is going to be going from your nipple over to your exit side, right? So we start off with a nipple like 12 o'clock and then using the top parts of your fingers and then you're just gently massaging it out. Now, when I say gently, it's always a question of like, how hard do you want me to press, right? And so the answer is like, imagine if you had a little honey tube inside here and you want to get the honey going and moving, you know, if you press too hard, it's going to be, it's, it's not going to you know, it's not going to be the greatest. So neither is it too light. So the honey is still stuck in there, right? So leftover. So that's the kind of pressure you want to apply. We want to move into as a clavicle. And from 12 o'clock, you want to move it to one o'clock. And again, we are moving that. So you can see it's, I'm moving it towards, at first from my nipple, I'm moving it towards my armpit and then it's going towards the clavicle, right? And that's, and then just leave it out. It, it's, it will stimulate the lymphatic movement and then we're moving it again over to three o'clock and then so on and so forth. And so you follow that until you, uh, when you come down, let me talk about the download movement. You go down. So when you're down at like six o'clock on the, on the nipple, you move down and then, and then over. If you're moving in that direction, then it's just down and over here again, going towards the exit sign. Okay. So then switch sides and then you continue doing it. And on the other hand, on the other, on the other breast, it's really as simple as that. It can take a couple of minutes. You can use 
the Happy Sisters cream for that. We formulated specifically for that. But if you, you know, if you, like I said, if you have any other cream, nice and clean, that does not contain any chemicals in it, then you can just use that or use it in the shower. It should take you probably about a minute or two per breast. So really um, doing a couple of times, two to three times a week, you know, women who have a lot of stagnation in their breasts, have engorgement in the breast, have told us that this has been completely a game changer for, for this. I learned this technique from a woman who actually does breast lymphatic massage for a living. And um, Dr. Anna, I actually went to see her in North Carolina, in Charlotte, which she, where she lives, to experience it and to learn it from her. And, you know, and I've learned about her from our, from my community who said there's this amazing woman, North Carolina, she does it and it's changed women's lives. Like there are women who walk around with engorged breasts most of their lives Mm -hmm. and it doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be that way. We've had stories from our community saying how within a course of three days, a woman can go from cup A to cup C, you know, in three days because of an enlargement on the breast. But with that comes a lot of debilitating stuff, right? Like, oh, I can't do sports. I don't want to be intimate. I can't sleep on my belly. Right. You know, I can't it put hurts. on the bra that I like. Mm-hmm. It hurts, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so um, doesn't have to be that way. So I hope this was helpful. Oh my gosh, it's so helpful. That It's really good like, to do that can, presentation. Yeah. yeah, it's really good to do that and to share, you know, to share more. So... Also, let me also just mention that if you guys are getting the kit, right, in the kit, there is also a little standee. So the standee is basically something that you uh, you put this together and you can put this on your uh, kitchen counter, sorry, on your bathroom counter and learn how to do this. And the instructions are recapped at the back. I mean, you do this like three, four times and then you're going to toss it because I'll pass it or hopefully pass it on to someone else because you're going to learn it. And it's like, I don't need to look at this anymore. But initially it can be a little bit intimidating. Um, so the instructions are all here just to help you through this. Yeah, so let me talk about. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's so powerful because, you know, this is something just you've got to remember to do this. So putting it somewhere you can remember to do it too. It's exactly it's important. And, and exactly. you often just feel like you're just doing things blind. And now you know how to do a lymphatic breast massage. The right and, you know, one, one, exactly. And one, one thing I also want to mention about the breast massage is that, you know, it's, it's energetically a different kind of massage versus like doing self-examination. I feel like with self-examination, it's like it's coming from a place of, oh, shoot, I hope I don't find something, right? And it, it is a little... Where the energy behind, you know, what we are hoping to achieve with with Happy Sisters and showing you how to do the massage, is to really come from a place of love and self and maintenance, and let me avoid problems. Let me just take care of my 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 sisters now, um, you know, rather than coming from a place of fear. It's like, oh shoot, let me not find something, right? So, right, um, right. it brings a very different energy to to a table. Yeah. And it's safe. If you've had a history of breast cancer or ductal carcinoma in situ, you can feel comfortable using this as well. Decreasing inflammation. And this is one of the things, and I've done a prior girlfriend doctor show on thermography and breast imaging. And so thermography, sometimes you see areas that are hot spots. Like, do you don't want to wait for that? But if you do see it, this is something definitely targeted that you can initiate. Now you also have the oral supplement. So you said one plus one is five. So taking internal and topical. So using it both dimensions, which of course I like that approach. Yeah. So I, you know, I see the, the, the cream as a sort of instant relief. I mean, sometimes we just need, you know, take a Advil, right. Just to get over a headache and, and create a better plan. Uh, but in the long term, you kind of want to address the root cause. So the cream is a wonderful tool to really decrease your inflammation uh, pretty quickly. Where I feel like the difference is from a root cause perspective is to address what causes, right? And we talked about what causes fibrocystic breast and benign lumps growth is we talked about inflammation, uh, estrogen dominance, and lymphatic stagnation. So, so the, the, here is a, a couple of herbs, five herbs I want to show you that address all of those issues. So this beautiful plant here is called yerba santa, and it helps to excrete dirty estrogens in the summary. So it's a native Amer- uh, American herb from California. Native American, sorry, herb from California. You might have seen this. It's a tiny plant. It's, it's kind of difficult to see it, but it's beautiful. 
The cool thing about it is that it acts on phase one and phase two liver enzymes and detoxification. And why this is important is because estrogen gets metabolized in phase one liver detoxification and the liver in phase two, and not just in one or the other. And this is where yerba santa as an herb, and I'll show you in a second how that works, why it helps both of the phases. It's a natural colagog. What it means is that it encourages the, the flow of bile to enhance detoxification. A lot of people don't realize that the bile is not only used for helping you digest fats. For those of you who lost your gallbladder, you know that you might not be digesting fat so well anymore, right? And you might be like adding some additional things like biles or salt biles to help your digestion. But if you still have your, well, Regardless whether you've lost your gallbladder or not, yerba santa helps with bile production. And the cool thing is that bile is one of those things that actually binds up estrogens as well, those excess estrogens or what I call dirty estrogens. And that's really important to understand because some of you may see this or have experienced this or had a friend who lost a gallbladder. And without realizing six months to a year later, this woman might be experiencing a lot estrogen dominant symptoms without making the connection that, wait a second, my doctor never told me that by having my gallbladder removed, which by the way, a lot of them are completely unnecessary, can be resolved, but you know, it is what it is with allopathic medicine treatments. And they end up having hormonal problems later without making the connection that it's, it, it was the gallbladder loss. So just bear with me here for a second. You know, it's, it's a bit of a te technical term, but I'll explain it. It's, it's an inhibitor of what we call CYP1B Yerba Santa is, right? And what it means is that it encourages the beneficial protective estrogen metabolite called 2-hydroxyestrone, and it decreases the potentially carcinogenic inflammatory for hydroxyestrone metabolites. It's basically, in very simple terms, your estrogen gets metabolized, broken down in the liver to clean estrogens that are protective that you actually need to function properly as a woman. And then it creates some metabolites that are not so great. In, for simplicity, I just call them dirty estrogens. And so that's one of the beautiful things that Yerba Santa does is that it skews the, the balance towards the, the scale towards producing more protective estrogens. It contains hesperidin, which is a compt inducer. So some of you who have done maybe Dutch tests before, you've seen at the bottom of the report it says compt. If you follow Dr. Ben Lynch, you heard about dirty genes and having a slow comp. I do definitely have a slow comp gene. It basically makes you more estrogen dominant and you just need to work a little bit harder just the way I have to in order not to become estrogen dominant so easily. So it's not a, you know, it's just a matter of supporting your body so that the comp gene is, is kicking in and is supported. And so one of the beautiful things that Yerba Santa helps with that so that your calm gene basically, it's what, you know, what I read here that upregulates your calm gene, increasing the clearance of estrogen metabolites. So it's pretty, pretty awesome. Another herb that I want to, you know, that we have in our happy sisters, and you can also look at them as a, by the way, if you want to try your basanta, it's a tincture, it's a good option. Don't do that as a tea because it's pretty awful. Another one, which is an amazing herb is called endographis. Endographis is also known as the king of bitter. So you certainly do not want to make a endographis tea because you want, you're going to hate this herb forever. But I hope after this short presentation, you'll love it as much as I do. It's an incredibly versatile herb. It's an antioxidant, anti-inflammatory, it's an alternative, which means it supports liver detoxification. It's hepatoprotective, which means that if you want to go and have like, you know, cocktails with your girlfriends, have some endographis before and you do less <laughs> damage to your liver. But it's also a hepatoprotective, which means that it helps to restore your liver function, especially after, um, you know, maybe you've been on, put on some antibiotics or uh, prescription drugs and you need some liver support. That's a great one. What I didn't mention here, but I'll just say it, is that endographis gained a lot of popularity as an antiviral. As herbalists, we don't like using the term antiviral because it actually doesn't kill the virus. What it does instead is upregulates your immune system in a way that your own immune system can fight off the virus. Endographis, for that reason, became very, very hot at one point during COVID. And in Thailand, is actually used as the official herb 
for managing symptoms of COVID as well as prevention of COVID. So pretty interesting, versatile herb. In the context of hormones, it's a very active inducer of CYP1A1, which basically means that it converts estrogen into more of the protective uh, to hydroxyestrogen. So remember the previous one, your basanta, we talked about, it creates more of like skews the balance towards like, we're going to be helping you convert less to the bad ones. And this one is, is to helps you to convert to more of the good estrogens. It's a relaxing nervine. So, which means that it kind of like helps your nerves, you know, chill. It's, it's activates your parasympathetic nervous system. Dr. Anna loves that because she's always all about get your orgasm and smile a lot and go and give somebody a hug. And, you know, and so that is, that is one of the beautiful things about endographis supports the rest and digest state, uh, improving nutritional uptake and utilization, right? So a pretty awesome, if you want to experiment with this herb and do a little bit more research and then bring it into your life, then I suggest that as a tincture, it's not a pleasant one. So just heads up on that. Uh, but I think it's something that anyone can get used to uh, tolerating bitters. One other herb I want to share with you is red root, powerful yet gentle lymphagog. So we talked about, remember, lymphatic stagnation being one of the reasons why we are having problems with the breast. With a special affinity for the liver, it's a lymphatic for hepatic support and pelvic decongestant. So pretty amazing herb as well. In historic botanical medicine used for congestive dysmenorrhea, PMS-associated lymphatic stagnation, and a deobstruent for cystic conditions, including fibrocystic breasts. We found some amazing research on that. Significant anti-inflammatory activity, a very relaxing nervine, parasympathetic, again, activator, supporting the rest and digest state. It is also a cologog that means that helps you with producing bile, and the bile is going to bind up estrogen. So as you can see, like, you know, a lot of times we like to compartmentalize an herb and say like, oh, that's the one thing that it does. The truth of the matter is that herbs can be extremely versatile. As you can see, the red root here, it supports your liver. It, it, can, it helps with bile production. So it binds up your estrogen dominance. It's a decongestant. It supports your lymphatic system, right? So really wonderful herb. Uh, one more thing I want to share with you. I'm sure many of you have seen this herb before on many on your walks. It's another very prolific uh, weed, red clover, right? So traditionally used as a very nourishing women's tonic and hormone balancing herb. It contains beneficial types of isoflavonoids that downregulate the binding endogenous estrogens in its receptors has a modulating effect on estrogen dominance. It helps with PMS relieving, as well as things like breast swelling, tenderness, and fibrocystic breast conditions. This is one herb that you don't need to get a tincture. In fact, it's better. Isoflavonoids get extracted in the water and not in alcohol. So feel free to make teas. In fact, red clover, and it's, it's a daily drink, almost a daily herbal drink in my house. I typically buy a whole bag, a pound of that, and go through that over two, three months. And it tastes really wonderful. It doesn't, it doesn't have any you know, awful taste. And so make this, make, you can make this into your daily tea. Maybe one more herb here. I just want to mention, remember how I talked about the borage, the GLA, evening primrose oil. So borage here, so just a bit of a repetition, contains GLA, beneficial polyunsaturated omega-6 with significant anti-inflammatory activity, contains three times more gamma-linic acid than evening primrose oil. And that's the reason why we use that in our supplements uh, versus evening primrose oil. It supports the production of anti-inflammatory prostaglandins and leucronines, which reduces breast tenderness and swelling, as well as decreases smooth muscle cramping. So not only would it help your breasts, but also uh, cramping if you're having that with PMS. So as you can see, there's a lot of things you can do with herbs. Wait, and, and one thing yeah. uh, with borage oil, I think that's so important, is that you know that you want fresh, clean borage oil that's not going to turn. Anything with oils that can turn rancid, you have to be very, very careful of. Absolutely. So make sure that when you're buying that, you're looking at the expiry date. Um, so that's, that's really key. Mm -hmm. um, this is so, so a couple cool of how you really research mm. this and put these herbs together. And I mean, it's a powerful combination. It really is. So a couple of compounds, three, but actually I, there's four, I think at the end of the, um, that I identified. So 
a few things you can really bring into your life as well to support breast health that works magic is magnesium. So let's not forget about that. A little pointer here, if you're craving chocolate, most likely you, well, you might be very low in magnesium. So cacao is high in magnesium. Your body craving things is actually your body telling you that they need something, that something is low or too high in the body. And so, you know, that's like one way, easy way of knowing that you might want to up your magnesium levels. It's a wonderful cofactor for the COM gene. So remember, we talked about COM gene being upregulated and it's a magnesium is a cofactor for the COM gene to work correctly. So between 300 to 1800 milligrams is a good dose. DIM uh, clears dirty estrogens and upregulates phase one detoxification. The reason, one thing just to be mindful here, because a lot of people, and it's not our fault, I think it's just the industry has been marketing DIM as the estrogen buster, making it sound like take DIM and all your estrogen dominant symptoms are going to go away. And the truth then, you know, is that a lot of women take it and then feel worse or they take it and have no results. Uh, very few women take it and that's all they need. And the reason why that happens is because DIM upregulates your phase one liver detoxification and then opens up the floodgates. And then the phase two liver, liver detoxification takes over. And if, if it's unsupported, then that's when you have negative reactions to DIM. And so this is where you want to support your phase two liver detoxification as well. And calcium deglucurate is a good one. It clears dirty estrogens in the glucuronation pathway in, in the liver uh, detoxification context, which is often very unsupported. One thing you need to be just careful with calcium deglucurate is that it can also bind up. It's the same pathway where a lot of prescription drugs get metabolized. And so make sure that if you're doing calcium deglucurate, you are taking the supplement away from your prescription drugs because otherwise they stop working. And I, I just want to give you like a super short story here. I have a very dear friend here in Colorado who is a mountain climber. She is she's such a sports person. And Two weeks out of a month, she will have like this engorged breast. And she was the one who literally said, my breast will go from size A to size to, to cup C, literally in the course of three days. And she's done it all, right? She's done DIM, magnesium. She's seen three different naturopaths here in Colorado and worked with functional doctors. And just they could not figure out what to do. And it was, I met her at a botanical camp a couple of years ago. And I said to her, have you tried calcium deglucurate? She's like, I don't have a problem with bones. I'm like, no, no, no. It's a, it's a, the calcium is not the rock star here. It's not the show, you know, the, the, the rock star in this uh, combination is the glucuronic acid. And so she, she tried it. And I still have the text message, uh, which with her permission, I, you know, I use it uh, sometimes for uh, just to communicate a message. And she said, you know what? This is the first time that finally after, 20 years of having these breast issues, my breasts are normal again. And so all she needed was just to upregulate her phase two liver detoxification and specifically that glucuronation pathway. So, um, and one other thing is sulforaphane. Also, you know, it's the extract from broccoli sprouts, uh, can also help clear your dirty estrogens, upregulate your phase two liver detoxification. So that's another nice one in the food context. You could just add like half a cup of quarter to a half a cup of broccoli sprouts into your daily uh, salads or just put it on top of your meals. Um, and so, uh, broccoli sprouts are very high in sulforaphane as well. So yeah, so I, I hope this is helpful, you guys. And you know, this is the pic picture of me in my kitchen with the happy sisters. And so the supplement uh, with, a, with all the things that I talked about, all the herbs are all inside in just one capsule. And so, you know, you can, you can DIY it and pick and choose, you know, a couple of different things that I talked about. If you feel so compelled, then having everything in one, right, uh, both the cream as well as the supplement is, is one, you know, it's probably cheaper to do it too, to be honest, versus buying every supplement for every one of them. It can become pretty costly. Um, and like I said, you get it with the brochure and sorry, with the instructions on how to massage your breast and and you get this uh, really lovely brochure here that shows you like everything that I talked about here and more of like what's inside there, what's the story. I believe that every customer, every buyer should be empowered and know what is it you're putting on your body and just, you know, and just fall in love with the stuff and make it very intentional, very, very informed. So, yeah, so I hope this was helpful, Dr. Anna. 
Oh my gosh, it's so helpful. I want to thank you for sharing this because I know you've been working on it for years. You started pre-pandemic and you put a lot of time, energy, research into the ingredients, how they're prepared, how they're combined. And I think you created a great, I mean, I know you created a great product. So I'm excited. And there are different times in our lives, certainly kids with, you know, young PMS, premenstrual syndrome, fibrocystic breast issues. And as a physician, we may say, okay, take some evening primrose oil, or let's put you on birth control pills and let's shut down. That can make it worse sometimes. And so we really always want to address the underlying issue. We have to clean up the diet, improve movement, lymphatic flow and breast massage, all of that's a key part of it, avoiding the inflammatory factors and then supplement where needed and supplement where needed. And I like that this is a natural clean option that hasn't existed, Magdalena. So I want to thank you for that. I want to uh, thank you for sharing all your information. I'm like, I'll just sit back and, and let you share because it's it's so powerful and you've done all the research and and I've, I've loved the product. So I'm happy to share it with my audience and happy to share it with my fellow physicians and my other health practitioners and coaches and to really get this word out as a natural option. We don't have to suffer. You don't have to suffer. I remember the only thing, my mom never talked about menopause, but I remember at some point I was 10 and she must have been in her late 40s, early 50s. And I would go to hug her and she's like, I can't, don't, you know, it hurts, baby, it hurts. And so like that should never have to pull back from a hug, a wanted yeah. hug. You should never have to yeah. pull back from a hug from someone you love. So I just want to tell you also the, and, and you know, and so many women have told us that it's like, this is the time when they just do not want them to eat intimate whatsoever. Right. It's like, just don't, it's like off touch zone to anyone. I just want to, you, you mentioned practitioners. There is a QR code at the back there. If you scan it, we'll give you, this is for practitioners. There is a whole research uh, piece for and it's like the biochemistry behind behind every one of the ingredients and then the research behind you know to substantiate it. the only thing that lacks research i'll be honest is the is the poke root but again you know it's like you it's, know how it, it was like 20 years ago you talk about to someone about like meditation and yoga and they go like no they've wasted the research behind it right like now we believe it because there's research behind it. it's like guess what they knew this two thousand years ago so I think we need to respect the traditions of things like poke root as well and realize that if wise women and midwives and herbalists have been using it for, for centuries, like there's something to it. So there's something to it. I, I like that you combined it and you tried it yourself before, you, you know, you're trying it yourself. So before you put it in the combination, oh, look who's there. You've got your puppy in your lab. He's so cute. Well, they... Yeah, they they are like, hey, mom, I think it's our walkie time. Our walkie time. Yes, they know it. It it must be. So Magdalena, if if people go to dranna.com forward slash happy sisters, they'll learn information about this product and some more of the research behind the ingredients. And also they'll go to your website where you they can find more information about you, what you do, your books, your programs, your other products. I mean, outstanding. So I encourage everyone to definitely do that. And uh, let me know how you like it. Share this episode because every woman has breast and we've all had some breast issues at some time or other. There's no need to suffer. So and a huge education on herbal plant medicines. So I mean, I learned things I didn't know. So this is great information. Thank you again, Magdalena, for sharing and thank all of you for listening. Please check out this information on healthy breast at DrAnna.com forward slash happy sisters. Till next time, everyone. God bless you.